everybody. Hi, guys. Well, from steaming hot Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up on the show today, Dan, we're going to be talking about churches and what to do when when they go under. Yeah, here's the thing. Uh, we've, we've talked about it before on this show. The good news is that people are leaving their religious traditions yes. in favor of something better, hopefully, Brunch. reason, uh, smarts, whatever. But what that leaves is a bunch of edifices, a bunch of buildings dedicated to Jebus or whatever. What are you going to do with them? What what is what is a town to do? So we're yeah. gonna, we're going to discuss that. Yes, should be interesting. I, we're going to have some fun. I I, might, I'm dreaming on be. it. I am fantasizing about it. It's uh it's something that I've I've literally always wanted to own a church. Not always, but since I've been grown and atheist, I've kind of always had this fantasy. Hmm. Anyway, we'll, we'll talk about. Okay, it. we'll talk about it because I was just about to get into it. I was about no, to go, no, well, no, what no. Would you do we, with we your got, church? We got, we got to pump okay. the brakes. <laughs> All right, Dan. Yeah. Well, first, let's talk about some store, some news stories from the week. The news. Uh, I have one that comes to us from Ogden, Utah. Dan, just up the I-15. O Town, right? baby. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, ugh, I'm just going to read the headline. Because uh, the the headline uh, says most of it. Okay. Ogden father allegedly choked son for refusing to go on church mission. Oh, oh God. That would be a LDS church mission or the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Yeah. As they the Mormons. be called all it's a, the time. It's a Mormon mission. The Mormon, Mormon as mission. Mo- as my mom used to call them, the mission Mormonaries. <laughs> I thought that was cute. <laughs> Scott Keith Warner, Warner, that's his name. Fifth, oh. uh, forty-nine years old, uh, is uh, was uh, booked into the Weber County Jail on Monday. Um, Goodness gracious! And uh, he was accused of aggravated assault and committing domestic violence in the presence of a child. Uh, both are third-degree felonies. Oh shit! He did uh, it in parent- front of another kid, huh? Yep, the younger child. So the 18-year-old, who was the one who was saying, nope, not going on a mission, had just right. gotten finished telling him that he was... And they, I guess they were arguing, mm. you know, as, you know, fathers and, fathers and sons. You're telling me that a teenage boy was in an <laughs> argument with his parent? <laughs> Unheard of! Um, and some, somewhere in this... I shouldn't be laughing. Somewhere in, in this, uh, he told his father... That he would not be going on a mission. You and have to understand, ladies and gentlemen at home, going on a mission, as for most Mormon parents, is like it's if your if your kid go doesn't go on their mission, your boy girls don't have to girls it's right. a choice whatever. Right. But if your boy doesn't go on a mission, it's like it's bringing shame on the household. It well, is you, a you huge did, deal. Yeah. You did something wrong as a parent. You failed. You, you failed, failed as a Mormon parent. Yeah. That child did not turn out right. Something's not right with that right. kid. Right. This, however, is not an excuse to commit v- domestic violence. To no. com- commit violence against a child. Yeah. So, uh, let's see. In his statement to police, he said that his father grabbed him by the arm uh, and they began to fight. Um, this is uh, from the police department probable cause statement. It says the victim reported that during this fight, he was knocked to the ground and the father began to strike the victim's head into the wall repeatedly oh, Jesus. as well as squeeze the victim's neck with both hands. Okay. Um, the son it's had scratches on the right side of his neck and redness on the back of his neck. Um, the vic- this is again uh, from the officer. The victim was visibly shaken while speaking with me about the incident and was hesitant to provide details. Oh, poor kid. Poor kid. Uh, the sister was the one who called uh, 911. You know, at when she least... she saw him choking. At least the, <laughs> the dad boy. is setting the example that Jesus would want him to set. You know... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now get out there! Preach some gospel. If you don't do what the Lord wants you to do, I will fucking end you. (laughs) I mean, this is like, 
you, you can't blame somebody in, in okay you can of course because we live in a modern society but you can't really blame somebody for uh just practicing what their bible teaches yeah right sure like, like, like spoil, spare the rod and spoil the child. Isn't that in the Bible somewhere? It is in the Bible. Uh, there's plenty of instances where the Bible teaches you to be violent. And yeah. so, okay, it's a terrible book. He's just being a good Bible reading, yeah. you know. You know what's amazing? Christ-believing about... Christian type. Right. You know? what's, what's super amazing about this is that Mormons don't even, it's not required that you go on a mission. It's heavily suggested it's it's i mean it's culturally required but it's not doctrinally required Mm. which i think so like this this level of insanity but so many parents either like threaten their kid like Mm -hmm. disown their kid if they don't go uh-huh. bribe their children you hear Bribing all about kids huge Bribing wealthy is, families oh yeah forget about it i'll buy you a car and pay for uh-huh. your college but only if you go on your mission right exactly as a matter of fact there's a great uh, we interviewed a guy on on how to heretic there's a a, a a missionary who has who snuck who has snuck out a uh uh an internet device and he is tweeting from the handle i think broken missionary at Broken Missionary or something along those lines. And hmm. he is he's so he's on his mission as we speak, hating his life. Oh. But he's there pretending because he uh because his mom like won't give him like some you know, something, something, something. It's amazing. Yeah. So yes, there you go. Uh it's it, Christians being Christian. Or you know Mormons be Mormons Mormoning, it's never really a good, good thing. Yeah, I know they're, they're, he's doing. He's being a good Mormon. Yeah, I I I I tweeted a tweet. I almost never tweet, but you're you're welcome to follow me at Mr. Beecher. You're not going to find much, but I tweeted a tweet test today that was like that basically, because I saw a you know a meme that talked about you know what Jesus would do versus what Christians would do, and I I said you know maybe it's time we stop calling what jesus said christianity that's that's mm. jesusism and that's a totally different thing and they mostly hate that they've they've moved well past what jesus said and are on their own thing now post jesus christians yeah exactly yeah well uh speaking of non-christian christians uh donald john trump I don't know if you've heard of him. He happens to be the president of our country. Probably will be for the next 12 years. Anyway, he uh, he revealed something really interesting uh, recently at a very at a small rally he was holding in Minnesota this week. Uh, he said uh, he he converses with God. Hmm, isn't that nice? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was talking about the economy and the fact that it's not doing great. They love to talk about how he had steered us to the best economy in the world until the, <laughs> until the China virus came and right. took it all away from him. Uh, he was, he of course was just writing on the wave that was created by the Obama administration before him, but right. that's okay. Anyway, uh, he revealed this conversation that he had with the Lord, in which he said, quote, you know what that is? That's right. That's God testing me. He's he's talking about uh, the uh, the economy tanking after uh-huh. he had made it so great. He's, <laughs> he goes on to say, he said, you know, you did it once. And I said, did I do a great job, God? I'm the only one who could do it. And he said, that you shouldn't say. Now we're going to have to have you do it again. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> fuck me. <laughs> oh, my God. It is the most... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but now... Because, you know, he used to sort of shy away from the God stuff. He didn't really want to talk about it. He would say... He would throw it into a speech. Wouldn't say anything off the cuff or whatever. But now... He is liberal with the God stuff. 
He's well, talking to God. He's having he's conversations. Desperate. He needs these these Christians that back him yeah. to show up. And yeah. so he's saying whatever it takes. Or, and it's all rela- intertwined and related and everything. He's gone off the deep end. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, like what's the frontal lobe thing? <laughs> oh, if he, if he, do you think he has a temporal lobe epilepsy? <laughs> Probably not. No. No, uh, I think he looks in the mirror and thinks he's talking to God. Yeah, no kidding. All right, Dan. I yeah. wanted some good news Oh, this week. I wanted good news. Did you right? find some? I feel like I found something. That's amazing. It's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, right? I, I, I'm, I'll believe it when I hear it. You tell and me what it is, and, and I'll tell you. It's if actually it was... a beat that we don't spend a lot of time on, ironically, okay. right? Which sure. is the goings-on of atheist groups in the United States. Oh, yeah, we, right? we don't spend we, a we lot don't of time really, we, we, They get mentioned. Of course they do. Sure, right? sure. But, um, and whenever like the furfur sues somebody, well, we're going to get into that, right? But this is um, just a, a, a shout-out, more or less, to um, Atheist United in Los Angeles okay. um, that did a, um, well, like a food drive and they set up a, um, a, 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 what do you call it? When, like, like a food bank type, like setup where they had bags of food. Right? Sure. So they provided meals for hungry people in the Los Angeles area. Um, they had uh, large parcels of groceries for 75 to 80 uh, families and individuals. Oh, nice. Um, 20 volunteers helped to distribute over a thousand pounds of food. Oh my gosh. Um, and they also set up a table for voter registration. I mean, these people are just doing everything, right? Voter registration. They handed out materials from um, the, uh, the Secular America Votes Project. Um, and uh, they set up a computer for uh, the census as well. Oh, all, so all cool. This little, little stand thing. And, um, and, and I just wanted to like bring it up because it, like, it really uh, meant a lot to me right to to see a start a story like this yeah and and i um i just felt like we need to do something <laughs> like we yeah. could be doing Wait, something you're not and talking so, about you and me no not us um oh, but good. like just atheists in general uh no like and i think the the <laughs> thing that you and i can do very easily is just do a quick shout out to oh, uh, yeah. remember that there are great organizations, great ortho- atheist organizations out there. They're doing great work. And, Absolutely. Uh, and 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 imagine being hungry and not knowing where a lot of your or much of your food is coming from, and you have to suck it up and go to some Christian um, food pantry somewhere in order to get it. As like, a matter of fact, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put this out there. If there are atheist if there if you're a member of an atheist group that mm-hmm. is doing something powerful like this to help others right now write to us we'll tell the world about it we'll yeah. magnify your story we will we will uh do Absolutely. what we can to uh to signal boost Absolutely. for you yeah. write into us cuz yeah our our activism is this dumb show that we do um <laughs> but we can use it uh we can use the platform to help out your group uh, so yeah, let us know if you're doing something awesome like helping feed the poor. Absolutely, and uh, and we'll uh, we'll help you with that. So Absolutely. that's awesome. Good job. Wait, what was the name of the group? Uh, Atheists United. I think that's what you said. Atheists United. Yeah, I'd already awesome. set the story on the table behind me. So. <laughs> well, I, I'm. Uh, that's wonderful. Uh, I am going to give a much less wonderful story now. So. Oh boy. Glad whiplash. you set that up. Podcast um, whiplash. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but the uh, the folks down at ICE, at our immigration and something, something, what does ICE stand for? Immigration Customs Enforcement, something like that? I don't know. They're I think, yep, yep that's it. Immigration and Customs Enforcement. Uh, they're not good. They're bad people they're right now. Yeah. They have been, they, they, are, they are run with hatred in their hearts like that is it's sort of the goal of the group at this point is to hate anyone not from this country i think it's i think the trump administration made that their stated goal (laughs) 
anyway, uh, I, don't quote me on that. That's just, I think so. Anyway, uh, here's the latest evidence of that, which is that they have, uh, they have a detainee facility, a detention facility uh, somewhere in, it's, it's called the Miami uh, Immigration Detention Facility. Okay. And uh, there, you know, they've got a lot of people detained there. Um, and, you know, uh, some <laughs> there's plenty of people who are like refugees who are detained there and whatever. Anyway, many of them are Muslim. Well, it turns out that for the past months, several months, uh, the Muslim detainees uh, have had the option, have had two options uh, t for their meals. Either they have to eat some sort of pork product. Oh, God. Or, which is, of course completely against their uh their their religion right uh, that is haram it is not allowed right it is you know it, it, it it's a horrifying thought to them or they can have halal food which is nice but it's all expired and rotten what so they either get the expired rotten food or they have to break their religion which is That's amazing just... to me because honestly, the right paints themselves as the religious rights side of the thing. Oh. Like they're so f all for. We know whose rights they're talking about. Only Christian rights. Yeah. They only care about the rights of Christians. They do not care about anybody else, and especially not Muslims. They hate Muslims. Ugh. But so there's a lawsuit that's happening right now. Um, this is this facility uh, is uh, is called the Chrome K R O M E Service Processing Center, and uh, apparently there's nobody has cared. They have written to multiple levels of of the sort of the the hierarchy, and no one's been willing or able to do a damn thing. But apparently, before the pandemic, uh, they they were given halal food, and they didn't really have a pro have a problem getting it. Okay, but since the pandemic, they uh, apparently they've figured they can just get away with whatever they want to. <laughs> God, uh, or it's just so, another shortage. Yeah, right at the supermarket. Oh, sorry, we ran out of. Yeah, oh, it's so hard to find food that doesn't have pork, because <laughs> that would probably be enough, right? Like, yeah, like I mean. Ugh. Just Amazing. fucking give them vegan food. Give them whatever you want. Give yeah. them, you know, it does. Oh my God. It's, yeah. it's just, look, I'm no fan of Islam. I think it's just as, I think it's as stupid as any religion. If not and, stupider. And it's freaking dangerous. Just like all the religions. It's awful. But you, but treat people. The people. Oh my God. Respect. Right. Just treat and people so, right. Yeah. It's and so, so easy. Well, what you have is a situation where it's like, well, yeah, or, well, they can just eat this. And, and so it's like, okay, they, but they probably won't. A lot of them won't. Right. right. So now they're just going hungry. Right. That's true. And that's they're, they're, that's a consequence right. of providing them, not providing them with food that they would eat. Right. Now, so, now they probably break down at a certain point and eat some of it, which is then all the more horrifying. Right. right. Yeah, you're putting them in a in an awful position right. that there's no point in putting them in except Absolutely. to just be a dick. Yeah. But I think that's what I stands for is we are dicks. <laughs> they don't know how to spell. Yeah, they're really bad at it. Yeah. All right, Dan. Yeah. Um the I'm I've got another I got another Mormony story. Woo! All this right. time down at the Brigham Young University. Your former um, alma mater. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> where one uh, elder, Quentin L. Cook, he's a member of the Quorum of the Twelve of yeah. the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. One um, of the few people in the LDS Church whose, na whose title is elder for whom he is actually, who is actually elder than other people. True. true. Most of the quote-unquote elders in the church are all the 19-year-olds that, that are ringing your doorbell. This is true. Um, he's, so he's, um, these, these, these folks in the Quorum of the Twelve, they're called apostles. 
Right? And there, so if you hear me actually mm-hmm. say that, that's what it's, that's what I'm saying. They're very important. So important. And so when and actually that's a good point. When one of these guys speaks, they are um, they're they, they may not be of, the prophet, but they right. really represent the leadership of the church. They speak yeah. for the church. Yeah. Uh, On the highest to, level possible. Right. They love to say to, to, to when one of them gets something really wrong that, oh, he was just speaking as a man. Right. Right. Oh, yeah. They but, have that out. <laughs> they can pretend. But we know when they get up in front of a bunch of uh, faculty at Brigham Young University in Provo and start talking about things that they're probably talking as essentially a prophet, right? They are meant to be taken 100% seriously. And so he says that the church, uh, or the, maybe that's not entirely clear, uh, but anyway, he says that, that he vows support for social justice groups with the caveat, okay. with the caveat of as long as they're not undercutting the constitution. Right. And so okay. he says, we all support peaceful efforts to overcome racial and social injustice. Oh, this really? needs to be accomplished. Right. Um, but, but he said, um, be, he, he urged the listen, the people, the faculty to be on the forefront of righteously repenting and following the counsel of, uh, the, uh, president, uh, Russell M. Nelson, Sure. Um, who has asked us to build bridges of cooperation rather than walls of segregation. Okay, all right. All right, um, so, I mean, so far, so good. Yeah. I'm waiting for a shoe to drop. I know it's coming. Some, intentionally or not, are trying to undermine our country's founding history and the United States Constitution, he said. Whether oh. by intention or by myopia, both effects are regrettable. My concern is that some are also trying to undermine the U.S. Constitution and Bill of Rights that has blessed this country and protected people of all faiths. Right? Okay. We have to protect religious freedom. Bloody, bloody, blah. Um, and then he gets to <clears throat> Brigham Young. Um, uh, Brother Brigham. Brother Brigham. And he defends Brigham Young um, <laughs> and his stance on race. Um, Which he famously that's a tough one to defend man that is, dude was yeah. a hateful old man yeah um he you know it's important to remember brigham young um and i actually looked up this speech that apparently was referenced um or at least this article references they did a good job reporting this um the, the article says it was young who in a february 1852 speech before the utah Terrier, territorial legislature set up a racial hierarchy and yeah. so um and i know we we had talked about another brigham young speech and i thought that this was what it was referencing and this was actually another hateful speech <laughs> in front of the legislature yeah um and lest we get too confused or buy into you know this like oh well you know and you're just, it was a product of his time right which is just fucking bullshit because they were also abolitionists at the same time so he wasn't yeah. a product of his time he was a racist right yeah. he was pro-slavery um and so he he in this speech he talks about um cain and abel and he sets up this whole thing about and i'd never heard this like you like you've never you you can grow up Mormon and never hear any of the the Brigham Young bullshit because it's just so weird, right? Well, and yeah, they they don't, you know, we grew up in a time when they wouldn't mention it because they didn't want anyone to know about it. Exactly, right? And so he talks about, this is Brigham Young speaking. He goes, long ago, Mama Eve, our good old mother Eve, per, and I'm going <laughs> to, it's written like with the way that it was actually transcribed. So okay. there's like wonderful, wonderful typos in here, like partook, which is pertook, P-E-R-T-O-O-K, <laughs> partook of the forbidden fruit, and this made a slave of her, okay? Adam oh. hated very much to have her taken out of the Garden of Eden, and now our old daddy says, I believe I will eat of the fruit and become a slave too. 
Interesting. So, what? And, he, and he says this was the first introduction of slavery upon this earth. And there has not been a son or daughter of Adam from that day to this, but what were slaves in the true sense of the word. So he's saying everybody's a slave. But what he's what he goes which on a, to set up, which is, is so that, funny because the Mormons reject original sin, right? But which it seems like what he's talking about, but yeah. Um, but but he he sets up this this whole thing with like, so essentially there's this hierarchy, and white people are slaves essentially to God, right? Okay, right. Yes. But but other races, <laughs> I don't like might where this be, is going. Might be slaves. To white people <laughs> sure sure yeah you gotta look so, you gotta you gotta build the high you gotta go with the uh the, the pecking order right and he says oh now then in the kingdom of god on earth a man who has uh the african blood in him cannot hold one jot nor tittle of priesthood why because they are the true eternal principles of the lord almighty he has ordained and who can help it men cannot so it's just god commanded it right yeah um and then he's like uh you 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 talk of the dark skin i never saw a white man on earth he says get this right i have seen persons whose hair comes pretty nigh being white but to talk about white skins it is something entirely unknown though some skins are fairer than others so he's basically <laughs> saying none of us are white we're, none of us are perfect. You can't. <laughs> he says, um, "If you there's no such thing as white folks. We are all children of Adam who received his blessing." Blah 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 blah. And I'm just like, "What in the fuck?" And so this is the man that they have to get up and defend, right? Right. And and they refuse to have a reckoning with their past. Oh and yeah. They. So they, he says things, he continues on and he's just spouting nonsense. He says things like, you're talking about the apostle, the apostle, now, not, yeah, not, now not we're back Brigham. to the apostle. Yeah. He says yet Latter-day Saint leaders often choose to turn the other cheek. He said, or ignore <laughs> critiques. We are certainly among the least aggressive in defending ourselves against obviously untrue and or unfair criticism. Oh my God. Well, yeah, Shit. maybe you shouldn't defend yourself or, or, you know, you should be more worried about the true ones, which is the, uh, that's yeah. the real crux of the problem. <laughs> oh my God. Oh. oh, golly gee. Well, I mean, he's got a, a, a serious road to hoe at this point because the, <laughs> literally one of one of the most one of the best LDS scholars that exists right now, uh, Joanna Brooks, just came out with her mm. history of Mormon racism. Yeah, and she did not pull punches. Nice, she went Good. after it. Good. So, there you go, Mormons. Uh, used to be racist. Fortunately, they're still racist. So <laughs> we'll just keep that in mind. Uh, I'm going to close on what for me is a fun, positive note. And that is the uh, the meteoric fall of one J. Fall Jew, Jerry Falwell Jr., <laughs> who has completely crashed and burned and is no longer and, and is essentially persona non grata uh completely at this point uh he has resigned officially from his position as president of uh liberty university and has and things have just exploded including uh, an article in i think reuters that came out this week that was basically the the pool boy the infamous pool boy <laughs> that mysteriously suddenly they were in business with that they basically bought him a youth hostel yeah uh and everybody was like why is his name in the deed and stuff <laughs> uh well it turns out at least according to this pool boy that the why of it was that uh it, the jerry falwell jr's wife becky falwell used to like to have sex with the boy and Jay Fowl himself used to like to sit in the corner and watch. Ooh. Which 
Look, wow. I got zero kink shame in me. If you are into it and you're finding something that's turning you on and lighting your fire as a couple, go after it. Yeah. But that's However, spicy for somebody in his position. Yeah, well, <laughs> a little too spicy considering how fucking pious and over and so like preachy motherfucker this guy has been yeah, his yeah. entire life and how he you know his universe and considering the rules at his university mm. how you know you're not people aren't even supposed to look at someone of the opposite sex it is like like for someone who is demanding the levels of of purity and you know and and purity is their word not mine right the levels of abstinence and and sort of and squareness and, yeah 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 because yeah. because look two two three four people having a good time is on them that's great but man this is when it's hypocrisy of this magnitude yeah all i have in me is schadenfreude <laughs> I love that he is crashing and burning. I love it. And he, you know, he has denied it. He said that all of his tr troubles, at one point he released a statement that was a, basically that all of his troubles were because he was depressed because his wife was having, the, had had this affair. Right. It's like, well, dude, it doesn't, you, you don't get to claim depression if you were watching and enjoying it uh, from the corner there. <laughs> oh my gosh, things have lit up. I, Somebody tweeted at Liberty University's a thing about like, I don't necessarily want to pay for the class. Can I sit in the corner and audit? I think that's delightful. <laughs> that's funny. Oh, I'm relieved though that it wasn't like, like because like all of the the, the pool boy stories, right? I right. I was just like, oh, that poor boy, right? Oh, I mean no, that to, boy. Like, yeah, to, like <laughs> deal with him, right? Because it was always right. like it was always like. Jay Fall, you know, Jerry Fallon Jr.'s little boy toy. Like, that was always like right. what, what I thought it was, right? Mm. And so I was always just like, oh, he looks like you such you a nice a young slave man. On your hand. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, at this point, and I, I will also remind listeners that, you know, back in uh, 2019, we learned about uh, some photographs that he caught that that Falwell called Trump, former Trump uh, lawyer Michael Cohen in to deal with just to fix it for him because <laughs> apparently a third party had uh, had photographs, compromising photographs of the Falwells. Oh, boy. Uh, Falwell denied this, but come on. We all know it's true, dude. Anyway... Uh, yeah, there. This certainly isn't the only scandal that that has happened, and you know there was the the whole Instagram picture that he uh, that he tweeted out or whatever. You know how you tweet out Instagrams? <laughs> that's what you, know you, how you do. do. That I'm sure that's Man, what you do, Dan. I'm sure I sounded young and hip in that moment. Anyway, the uh, the guy's out uh, is is what I'm talking about, and this is a guy who has had basically a key to the White House. This yeah. enti the entire time Trump's been in Probably office. Still does. Trump loves this kind of shit. Oh, are you kidding me? Trump, Trump likes, likes him more now. <laughs> he wants like, details. Literally, his advisors are saying, no, you can't have him over now. And he's like, but now's the time that I want to have him over. <laughs> I want to talk about it. Maybe I want to have sex with his wife while he watches. <laughs> anyway, Gross. there you go. Uh, the Falwells. We, we have a fall well down. Fall well down. Thank God. I mean. The Lord works in mysterious ways. Dude, just... your name is fall well. You're going to fall down. You're going to you're gonna lose. You're going to. Yeah. Anyway, uh, listen, kids. If you have anything you'd like to say about this or any of our stories, please feel free to write into us. Podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424 666 8442. Stick around. There's more show coming up. Hey, Dan. Wall now? Wall. Now, wall.
<laughs> Narwhal? <laughs> well, now we got ourselves a clip to play. <laughs> this is Lance Wallnow, Dan. Yes. That's who we're, we're making fun of without he's anybody a, knowing what we're talking about. He's grumpy. He, uh, I think you might have actually referenced this last week on the show, but we didn't actually hear yeah. the audio. Yeah. Um, and he's, he's talking about Kamala Harris as though she was the presidential candidate. Yeah, for he, one, he's, which is, he skips Biden entirely on this one. <laughs> Biden's irrelevant in this whole thing. Right. Um, and, uh, and he doesn't have a, a nice thing to say about her. This is deep state stuff. This doesn't really matter whether you're popular with the country. They'll get you elected. They got all the unions. They got all the, all the money. Uh, they got all the Black Lives Matter um, political clout now that most people don't realize is part of the Democratic Party to begin with. And uh, all of these things, the only, the only base that uh, Donald Trump has are the people that are sane. But how many sane people do you know? So Kamala is, um, is going to do what Obama wants her to do, which is to undo Trump's legacy. She has to, and she will, within the first, um, first you know, opportunity. It's going to undo every executive order, everything that can be undone. Right on down to some judge, judges that Trump put in that she's going to argue. She won't argue. She's, she's not intelligent. She's, she's ingeniously gifted with a chameleon-like ability to adapt and uh, to... Uh, in a, in a kind of a, a deceitful way to charm people that are capable of just being sucked in by the political power of a personality. So where does this leave us? Well, my biggest uh, concern all along was this dream that I had. She was in an elevator. I was in an elevator with her. And, and I was in that elevator going up, and I knew there was a Jezebel spirit. Now, this was before she ran for, in the primaries for, for president. So I knew all along that she was going to be the one that the devil was going to try to use to take Trump out. We're going to fight in the spirit, and we're going to mobilize in other ways in order to do what has to be done to keep the devil from his impatient, lusting, grasping, premature seizure of power. But I'm telling you, Kamala, Kamala is Hillary 2.0. It's the Jezebel spirit 2.0, and she has no real conscience. Okay, so the, the, the thing that stood out to me the most, um, yeah. and you probably heard me chuckle pretty hard while we were playing it. Um, I heard it. Which, our, which our listeners, our listeners did not, but you, Dan. Um, which is his line of, you know, people who are sucked in by a political personality. Right. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you, you're talking about the entire right, man. Like, Yeah, well... Yeah, have you seen your guy? Yeah, your head dude. All he is is a personality, right? Yeah, like as a matter of fact, he's so much not a. There's no. There's so little politics to him, and so only personality that the entire Republican Party balked on the idea of even having a platform other than just yeah him. It's a repeat that guy, of the same platform that they use in 2016. No. They don't have a platform. I thought they, they literally the same one. They literally wrote, wrote wrote up a thing that was like anyone who attempts to bring up the the drafting of a platform during this convention will be ruled out of order. They don't have one other than we support this guy. Yeah. Okay. Um. I I I okay. I don't want to get into it, but like okay. Well, it doesn't matter <laughs> because it doesn't what really matters, matter. Because what matters is this guy's a dipshit. Yeah. And he literally, oh, we're going to get emails about that, by the way. Someone will correct us. That's fine. Um, but yeah, this guy, like, this Jezebel spirit thing is amazing. I, I, that means something to them. Yeah. And all it really means is we hate women. That's all it really means. Well, it's, they don't, they have nothing else when they don't like a woman than, but to call her a whore. Right. Right, yeah. because that's the, what they're but, that's what they're saying, right? Yeah, well, the yeah, Jezebel some, spirit. They're saying a, a deceiver of whatever. They're they're yeah. They're just saying that like they couldn't possibly address her, you know, any any position that they take right. or any any actual points that they make 
It's it's literally just but but she's a girl. Why why isn't she making dinner? Right. It's it it's it's that stupid. Right. Like they are that dumb that when it's a woman all they care about is that she's a woman and that must be evil and I you know why would I have to listen to what a woman has to say? <laughs> Jezebel spirit. Oh yeah. my god. Well, we had some folks we well, we had one folk write into us. Uh this is from Max in Mississippi who says, "Hey, last week you responded to listeners who were upset that you spend time discussing politics." I think the easiest response to the question about why atheists enter politics is because the theists chose to make the religion political. Right. This is true on the international stage where autocrats use religion to lend credibility to their regimes. Mm. In India, for example, the Modi government has made Hindu nationalism a fundamental part of their platform. Hmm. Likewise, in Turkey, Erdogan has pandered to Muslims to bolster his government. As, as Masha Gessen notes in her book, Surviving Autocracy, reactionary governments from India to Poland to Russia have used LGBTQ issues, which, have often, which often have religious overtones, to gather support from religious citizens. We have seen this happen in our own country, where Republicans have forged an alliance with, the, with evangelical Christians and conservative Catholics. Put simply, religion has been made into a cudgel. So if theists want to use the power of the state to control women's bodies, to reshape school cur curricula, and to deny LGBTQ basic rights, we have every right to politicize our atheism, or at least to try. Hmm. As an atheist in Mississippi, I am prohibited from holding public office. Oh, yeah. And that's Max. Uh, technically, Max, you aren't, because there was a... It's still on the books. Yes, there's still a law that's on the books, and that's on the books in several states, that atheists are not allowed to hold public office, uh, but there was a court case that nullified all of those. So, good news, Max, you can run. Woohoo! If that was the only thing holding you back, right? Yeah, exactly. You have no excuse now, right? But you're absolutely right. You know yeah. what you're not right about is that the theists, uh, at least the ones in public office, don't actually want to use their power to control women's bodies. Quite the opposite. They want to control women's bodies to keep power. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In my in my opinion, it, you know they they use all of these cudgel issues. You're and you're absolutely right that it's just a bludgeon. It's just, you know they're they're just using religion to uh, to to control the masses to 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 get votes. So they use issues like you know LGBT rights as a way of you know rousing the rabble. So that then they can, so that they can stay in power. They don't care about those issues. They don't care if they're, you know. The, the I guarantee you, Lindsey Graham doesn't give a fig about abortion, and nah. couldn't care less if two men get married. Nah. Doesn't care in the slightest. He's just but if jealous he says that he, he can't. Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, but if he likely. says, well, yeah, li well, yeah, with Lindsey Graham, that's exactly true. <laughs> Um, but, but yeah, I like it's that they, they, all they care about is staying in power mm -hmm. and Absolutely. they're using the, and these are the issues that they use to, to trick, you know, to scare the public because it's all about terrifying people. And, you know, this is the week of the Republican national convention and that's all of their rhetoric is just, you should be really scared. Right. They're coming for your suburbs. The, 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 the brown people are coming. The gays are coming. <laughs> One if by sea, two if by land, whatever, and uh, <laughs> and and that's and that's how they that's what they do. I don't think they give a fuck about the actual issues, not the not the politicians, but boy, they make sure that they fire up their base about them. Yeah, the oh, precious point. precious suburbs. Oh, oh my gosh, oh, the we suburbs. have to protect the suburbs. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. Like this, we've gone, we've gone, we've hit the '60s now. Do you think we'll get all the way back to the '50s, '40s, '30s? <laughs> we, we're we're going back in time with this uh, with, with the I Republican would, rhetoric. Uh, some '20s might be fun. Yeah, yeah. We, who knows? Maybe, maybe. Uh, uh, we are in know, the '20s, uh, so let's bring it back. That's true. That's true. <laughs> it's time. It's time. Maybe prohibition will come back. Uh, all right. 
We got some folks to thank. We do I have. Believe. We do have indeed, Dan. We have two new patrons on Patreon. Um, we have Daniel, who signed up at the teacher level. Thank and you. And who I can tell by his name is handsome. Um, the picture is very small, so I can't say one way or the other on that one. But what I see looks good. And then yeah. um, we have um, Emily has signed mm. up at the elder level. Ooh, elder, elder, elder. Uh, elder. I do, I do like conferring the Melchizedek priesthood on women. I'm especially fond of it. <laughs> so thank you so yeah, much. She can do elder so Emily much and now with Daniel. Her. You guys are amazing. Thank you. And as always, we have our Lord and Savior to thank. Our top donor, Davis. Amazing, you guys. Uh, hey, go to thankautomatheist.com to figure out how to give us money and do give us money and let's move along. Hey, Dan. Yes? Um, there is a growing glut of old abandoned churches that's starting to happen in this country um, oh, i love it and i remember a decade or two ago hearing about like you know the like, old churches in say like the netherlands or or right. in the uk getting converted to something cool maybe like a pub of some kind or whatever sure and just being super jealous Right. Like, ooh, look at that right. public library, right, that's now in this old church or whatever. Right. And just being like, oh, man, that'll never happen here. <laughs> um, and and now um, we are starting to see more and more churches emptying up and being repurposed. Um, I found this article. The article's not brand new or anything, but it got reposted today on a place that I spend uh, some time on online uh, <laughs> okay. and uh, so cagey you so are about where you spend your time about, online. I'm not shouting I'm not mentioning any of these it's things. reddit everybody oh he my went God, to they reddit don't need to know <laughs> um, and uh, anyway so there was this um, this article and talking about it says the title of it is America's epidemic of empty churches. It was from the Atlantic, mm. um, and it's not new. Like I said, it's coming right. up on two years old. Um, but I read through it, and I was kind of just because I have had this like thought and observation in the past. I was just kind of just fascinated by by the article and some of the things yeah. that people are doing with churches in other cities. And we have actually some examples here in, in Salt Lake. Um, yeah. But the article talks about, you know, like, um, I guess this uh, church in uh, Brooklyn that was converted to 40 luxury apartments. Sure. Um, it's one of the... 40? <laughs> that was a big it church. It was a big church. It's called the Spire or those are little... Lofts. Um, and wow. I'm sure they're small apartments, but, um, a one bedroom unit rents for as much as $4,800 a month. Holy. Um, and it also talks Damn, about, New York. there was this church with, that was converted to like a frat house, um, <laughs> which, oh, poor old church uh, just getting ruined. Just um, wrecked. And, and I, and I was just like, oh, wow. You know, like I, there's that one up in the avenues. You actually mentioned it earlier here in town that's like been converted to office space right um, yeah, it was, it was for sale recently oh, and, oh. and andrea and i went to uh to an open house that they had oh, wow. because we wanted to check it out see what see what it looked like inside we used to live just around the corner from it oh yeah you did that's true yeah and uh and we so we went in and looked around and it what 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 ended up happening is that we wanted to buy it. We did not have the funds to do that. We, I love our patrons, but they're not they're not giving me one point six million dollars worth of worth of patronage. So uh, so yeah, I mean it was not possible. I mean it had a whole, a house attached. It had a little rectory, yeah. and then and then this this beautiful uh, church, this little church. Do you know what kind of church you know, it had been? I always wondered that. I think because it's clearly I, not an I, old LDS church. No, I, I it was a Presbyterian, okay. I believe. Nice. And here's the thing, and you and I talked about this a little bit. When a community, you know, when a church can't sustain itself anymore, 
it you know it loses it enough of its patronage that they can't hold on to they, you know they can't afford to hold on to it mm-hmm. anymore yeah. they're forced to sell or whatever there are still a whole bunch of people from that church's community that have very deep emotional ties to this yeah thing. no that's true they have very uh, powerful feelings about it and well, yeah. consider it a sacred place grandma got baptized and, there and now right. there's frat and parties I, Right. And I feel for them. I, like, I get that. And I think that there's something that needs to be respected in that. And then on the other side, <laughs> all I want to do is turn it into a sex dungeon. Like, that's <laughs> all I want. I Like, I want orgies there Ooh. on the reg. Yeah. Just because you gotta. You, you, you gotta defile the damn place. It's yeah. just there's nothing else to be done or you or you turn it into a sushi restaurant dan yeah yeah that's true you know we have we have you know there's an old synagogue downtown salt lake that that is now an office space for a furniture company Mm -hmm. and i kind of you know i do kind of love here's the thing they build they you know when you build a worship space it's open Mm -hmm. it's big Mm -hmm. it should have a bit of magic i mean not mormons obviously they don't know how to do this but like (laughs) a worship space should have some some sort of magnificence to it it should have a sense of of awe and wonder yeah and those spaces are great what i actually fantasize about what i would love to do uh so if there are any billionaires listening this is what you actually should support me on uh i really would love to buy up old church spaces and keep them as spaces for reflection and for uh contemplation Mm. and and because i think that there's so much value in that and that's something that we lose to some extent when we leave religion is Mm. the ability you know the ability to go into a grand space and sort of think about grand ideas and, things beyond right. ourselves and to be now obviously thinking about god is idiotic and that's just stupid so don't do that but think about the universe and your place in it and what what's meaningful to you yeah and and think about you know all the things you can feel shame for right like, yeah like, exactly that's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know what? That's what we're doing. That how great would it be to reclaim these spaces that were about feeling like you're a piece of shit, mm-hmm. even though they're saying it's about worshiping God and and you know, and and bringing you closer to something beautiful. It's not. Most of those spaces are about how big a turd you are and how much you need to change and how much you owe this m- magic invisible being right. just for being alive. It's like the narrative there that has lived there is poison. Yeah. And we could and it would be wonderful to turn it into a place transform that is, it. Yeah. You you the, yeah, I mean you'd have to do some, you know, serious smudging, right? Like you'd have to get your little <laughs> um what is that? Yeah, sage, what, right? Your little sage yeah, exactly. smudger thing and boy there's some bad <laughs> bad energy in those buildings, oh right? Oh my god. Just, yeah. ooh, just get all that woo. sage everywhere and just uh, go go get out of here bad bad feels. <laughs> go be gone. I once went into there's a a store here in Salt Lake City called Crone's Hollow or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. It's, it's like a witch store sort of thing. Yeah. And I went in there one time and heard a conversation where one woman was talking about smudging mm-hmm. and the other woman was like, listen, people just do that willy-nilly and they don't know what they're doing. It's like a nuclear bomb in the <laughs> spirit world. It just gets everything out, good or bad. It's really something you really shouldn't do it unless you really know what you're doing. I, I thought that was so funny. There was a woman at work. <laughs> I shouldn't <laughs> tell this story because it's anybody. Yes, you should. Uh, if anybody was listening. Uh, um, From your work? Yeah. Um, uh, hi, guys. Hi. Um but I won't mention any names, but they would all know who I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> she would show up to work and she had um, a spray like mist sage thing. No. So instead no. of like having to like smudge, she had it in more convenient sort of portable 
fashion, <laughs> right? And for so, those of you who don't know what smudging is, <laughs> yeah, you take pretty... a big bundle of sage and you light it on fire and make everything around you smell awful. Yeah. Um, a lot of people like the smell of burning sage. Uh, all the people who do smudging love the smell of burning sage yeah. and do not acknowledge that there are those of us who hate the smell of burning sage. I don't anyway. Yeah, I don't mind it. I don't mind it as a smell. But anyway, I, can, um, I hate it. So it, it doesn't really bother me. It's just weird and annoying. And uh, right. anyway, so she would just like spray it around sort of her general area just to like Ugh. clear out all the bad, <laughs> bad vibes. And I didn't know what she was doing for the longest time. And then one day I walked by and she wasn't she wasn't there. And I kind of just like looked extra. Uh, oh, that's what it is. Oh, my God. I was just like, oh, of course, that's what it is. Like just the she's most just, granola. She's clearing just, the, the, the bad spirits. Yeah, just all, all the good feels type, you know. And I'm just like, oh, oh my God. So sweet woman, anyway, really sweet woman. I don't feel. Yeah, I feel a let's get bit back to this whole church thing because because well what's funny is i'm sure that there are people who would have the impulse to you know if they took over if they took over a church they would have the impulse to replace the stupid and toxic and unhelpful mythology that had been taught in that place with stupid toxic mythology that was different stupid toxic mythology mm. and uh things like things like smudging or whatever just you know witchcraft or whatever dumb stupid thing you have <laughs> sorry everybody i think which all that witchy stuff is dumb anyway i you know it's just it is funny that pe people would probably want to replace it with their own superstitions but yeah i i love the idea I, you know i don't know about you have you ever been in a in an office building that's in a former church no no i've only seen pictures i like it yeah I think it's a fun way. I think it's a fun thing to do, but a lot of I. But also, there's a danger there, right? There's this danger that people who have actually been traumatized in church, because there's a lot of them. Yeah. You know, if you invite them to your office and your office is in the space, or the the kind of space where your trauma existed. Right. That could be problematic. I suppose. Yeah. I suppose so. Um. Yeah, I mean, it does kind of make you wonder, right? Like, what what effect that could have. Yeah. Um, I think that part of it being turned into something else, though, mm -hmm. does, uh, especially something that is really severely not religious, right? Right. Um, a, a brew pub, right? Or a club or, or something a, like that. A, a nightclub or as this article mentions, a laser tag arena. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, can you bounce your laser off the stained glass? Right, exactly. Of Jesus so, and hit but, somebody. But there's something about that that, that, that takes it, that, that takes that reverence Take, away from it, right? Takes it's the now curse just off it. a structure, right? It's yeah. just that, and it's, a, but it's a structure that was built in a certain way, you know, and if there is stained glass, well, isn't that nice to kind of look at, you know, and yeah, hopefully, hopefully they've done something like if it was really like Jesus-y stained glass or really whatever, like religious in general, um, maybe it's something just abstract or, or whatnot if, but maybe they yeah. keep it. I don't know. Um, I, yeah. I mean, a lot of these things have, are like on a historic register somewhere. Yeah. So they're not allowed to be changed. You can't take down the stained glass. Oh, well, I would just knock it out and then... <laughs> and then say, oops. And be like, oh, I can't believe we accidentally no <laughs> knocked it out. Oopsies. <laughs> I mean, the, the cross is coming down, right? Any, uh, the, like, the, any yeah. kind of like actual religious... I don't know. I'd just draw a mustache symbolism. on Jesus or something and call it good. Well, now people aren't going to want to come into your your office for a whole other set of reasons they're gonna want to come the orgies <laughs> alone are worth it <laughs> oh my god well dan i don't know buy me a church somebody can you just <laughs> can somebody please just buy me a church i'll do something good with it i promise <laughs> anyway yeah i i listen if you guys have examples of cool things that people have done with churches i want to hear about it you can write into us podcast at thank 
or call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yes, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist. Click the like button. And while you're there, search for the TGIA members only lounge and request to join. It is a closed group, but we will let you in. Also find us on Twitter at Atheist. We're tweeting. We're out there tweeting in the world. Hey, thanks so much to Gordon Johnston for the use of his music and to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their music. And if you like what you hear on the show, please support us on Patreon. You can go to thinkonimatheist.com. Give us your money! (laughs) But more important than that, thank you so much for tuning in. We sure do appreciate you. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye.